Hello everybody, this is Mark Kumar, your lifestyle entrepreneur and a proud founder of Simple Podcast Cloud, a platform that allows podcasters to grow and flourish and get all the fame they want. And we do not limit you by giving a limitation as you grow up because under one account, you get everything unlimited. And today's podcast is podcaster is going to share with you some amazing tips, tools, and secrets that you can utilize in your podcasting career to take your career to the next level. So without any further ado, my dear friend, TJ, please take your time to introduce yourself to my audience and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, 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 everyone. I am TJ. I'm from the UK, clearly. Um, I'm a musician, a singer, songwriter, and a poet. Um, Used to be a dancer in another lifetime. Um, and I now host a podcast wherein I basically recite my poetry. I read my poetry and then I talk about what the lessons are with said poem. I started this in February this year, actually. So it's not that long ago, but now I feel as if I've been doing it for a while. Um, and it started supposedly as a marketing thing to market my book that I published last year but a number of months down the line and I really want to continue. (laughs) Um, I do enjoy it. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And so, yeah, I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. All right, man. I don't think you should either because it's like a (laughs) a podcasting is like a drug. Once you get hooked to it, you will not let go. (laughs) That's what I always say. And the benefit of this particular drug is it helps you grow. And then also you are get to meet new amazing people that you never thought were possible. You know, I get to meet you from another country. I'm like, I never thought it'd be possible, especially in the pandemic. Like what? I would never have the opportunity. Yeah. So this is a great platform and a great opportunity to meet new people and learn new things. I have learned a ton of new things by interviewing other people. I'm sure I'm going to learn a ton of new things from you. And every interview I do, it's always something that I learn. I'm like, oh my God, I did not know that. I feel smarter afterwards, you know. So, <laughs> so, so, t- tell me about uh, about your book a little bit. Like, how do you go about like in terms of obviously you have a book. What's the name of the book again? It's called When the Heart Speaks. I actually have a copy here. All right. When the Heart Speaks. Man, I I, I love that particular poster, the image in front of it. And those of you who are just listening to this, definitely go check out the video podcast of this particular podcast and episode. And I will leave the link in the show notes for you guys to go get that particular book. So tell me, how did that book come about? In truth, actually, it came, um, I've been writing poetry for a long time now, talking the best part of the last 25 years. And um, I sat down, actually, no, no, long, long, long ago, people have been telling me, oh, you should put your poems in a book. Um, and uh, pay no attention to that. But then thing was about two, three years ago, I sat and I looked at them and we're talking poems going back five, 10 years. And I thought, might as well try compiling these. And I took ages to put them, you know, decide which ones I'm going to put in this book. Um, Myself and a friend of mine, we read through, I remain exceptionally grateful to her for reading over 60 of my poems. And together we decided these are the poems that will form the book. But yeah, it's literally in essence, auditioning the poems and then putting them in a book. It's now it seems like such a short thing, but it took us ages. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I'm so glad you said that because you're like, it's just, just like a typical business person. You're like, hey, everyone was like, hey, you should go start a podcast. It's an amazing new thing. And the person, business person, like, yeah, 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 whatever. I don't have the time for that. You know, I really don't have the time for that. <laughs> So what really convinced you as a business owner or entrepreneur that you should like, oh, maybe I should consider it. Then, for example, somebody who is a business owner right now, listen to it. Mm-hmm. And they may have heard about this podcasting thing. Maybe they just started and they can totally relate to you because, you know, mm-hmm. they have a business to run. They don't have the yeah. time to do the damn podcast. But what's in it for them? 
people. Talk, talk yeah. about what was in it for you when you created it. Okay. What it was that really convinced me is I had published this book and the book was out there. And um, someone said to me, to market it, why don't you um, go and do a poetry reading? You know, sit at a venue and read poems to people. And while I thought that could be feasible, it's generally important to find out if people will come and listen to you. You don't want to hire out a venue and sit there for two hours on your own reading poems. <laughs> I can do that at home. It's free. <laughs> you know? So I put the question up on my Instagram and Facebook, um, you know, will you come and listen to me read my poems? And a number of people did respond in the affirmative, but they were all outside of the country. Now, I am based in Berlin, even though I'm, I'm from the UK, and a lot of the people that said they would are in the UK, in the US, other parts of Europe, um, but not as many in Berlin, because I'm uh, newish here. And so it seemed it made no sense really to find a venue and then go and read my poetry there, because who's going to come? Um, you know, and and someone decided. Someone, someone said to me. She said, "Well, why don't you start a podcast? Um, and you can use that to market your book." And I'll be honest with you. I was like, hmm. I was umming and ahhing about because I wasn't exceptionally convinced. Um, and she said, "No, no. It's it's." easy it doesn't need to be anything major you know uh, microphone and etc now because i'm a musician i know that these things are expensive <laughs> you know yeah, when she's at micro uh, i remember how much my um my cordless sm58 cost me this was 15 years ago so i can only imagine what something like that would cost now um, but nevertheless, I was, I, I still found the idea interesting. I was enamored by the, by the idea of reading, um, the poem, um, you know, recording it. And so I went and I looked, say, you know, this is the microphone. You can see it's nothing major. It's, it didn't exactly cost me an arm and a leg. It was about a hundred euro. I have no idea what that is in dollars. Of, uh, well, we'll just call it hundred plus. Let's just talk okay. about it. <laughs> And the headphones about 50 and I don't really need that, but I got that just in case it's the, gotcha. the musician in me, you know, and not a great deal. Not ex And the software I use audacity is free. Okay. Um, and then the good thing about using the something like audacity is you don't need all of the sound production skills that you need. If you use Cubase or any of the other sound stuff, it's literally just, press record <laughs> and speak, <laughs> you know. And what helped me is that I already had, um, I was reading a, onto a music backing track and I already had um, something that I had recorded years back with the guitarist. And I used that, this is myself playing the piano and him on the guitar and I use that as a backdrop. And it's just copy, paste, cut here and done. And now I have the backing, the background music. And when I record an episode, put the background music, record the audio, copy, paste, export. <laughs> it is that simple, really. Exactly. Mm -hmm. the, the thing that takes time is making sure that I'm making sure that I don't have too much background noise, et cetera. And the whole perfectionism thing, you know, that comes with recording um, as a singer you know, you want to make sure every, every take is awesome. But the podcasting is slightly different. You just talk. Um, you, I think you can get away with a little more, I guess, because it's podcast conversation compared to when you actually sing in, it has to be on pitch and the background noise has to be as low, low, low as possible. Exactly. But podcasting, you don't need to worry too much about that, you know? Um, so yeah, easy i was very happy to start it yeah really good that's good man because tell me it's obviously easy right because you the way you made it sound like mic recording software press record done if somebody who's just starting out that's all they gotta do mic recording software audacity which is free that's great we love free and then record it and export it and then what what format do you export it? just mp3 wave format or what mp3 mp3, MP3. 
yeah and just just easy i mean i have a um, the mic i got is to make it even easier it's to usb <laughs> exactly so i don't need to worry about xlr to whatever because i know the other things that come with that i need to translate that so no no usb Right. And, and, and to put things in perspective, people who are other entrepreneurs and business owners, and we're thinking about, mm-hmm. thinking about starting a podcast, uh, just get yourself a, obviously you have a business, you have an income, spend just like a hundred bucks or hundred euros plus whatever. And then at max spend a hundred bucks or hundred euros, depending on where you are. Get yourself a USB mic. What that does, it allows you to plug it right into your computer, laptop, wherever. And then you just plug that in there, download Audacity, which is free, and yep. start recording. I mean, for Thank business owner, for, for, for business owner, that's like simple as that. And we, as a business owner, entrepreneurs, we love simple. We don't want to complicate yes. things. Yes, you don't have and, all that time. <laughs> exactly. And then the content will be where you want to talk about your business. In your mm. case, your business that you're trying to promote in your podcast is your books. Tell me, how do you go about creating content for your particular podcast? Um, it's, I look at, I look at the poems, I look at the poems I have and I, and it's a case of, okay, which of these can I talk about? Which of these came from, is an, a, real emotional response to like some, some of the poems, um, like a lot of people write poetry um, from up here. Um, I don't know how to do that because to write from up here means you follow certain rules of poetry writing. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to go by the theme or meter or rhyming couplets and all of those rules that come with that. It's how do I feel? And the great thing about writing poetry from feeling is that it's easy to remember because emotions and memory like that they they click um and it's much much harder in terms of what we think in memory emotions and memory like that so i read the i look at the poems and which one of those does something in there which one of them came from something deep and then it is easier to then transmit that um because i know i wrote it from something and i can look at it read it and then talk about it and even if I don't talk about it, the fact that there is an, an emotional response there means that when I read it, people receive that anyway, because it came from there. That cannot help but come out in the reading of the poem. Awesome, man. And then how has the response been for people who listen to your podcast so far? They really enjoy it. Um, I, I'm... I'm always surprised when people read it and they say oh my goodness i love it i i hear a lot of oh i love your voice i'm like thank you thank you (laughs) You (laughs) um it it really i'm always surprised by that um and there's someone said to me that one of my friends she said when i'm not feeling great um i go and i listen to your podcast there's a particular friend of mine one day she was trying to get a hold of me she's trying to call me but it was late at night so i couldn't answer so she went to listen to the podcast because normally if we're not she's not feeling great we talk to each other but she couldn't get to me so podcast and i said well did it help she said yes it did i said yes yes you know if something like that reaches one person then it's worth it because that one person is equal to whatever else. Um, I was listening to Lisa Nichols a while back and she said, when you're talking to an audience, it is one person in a hundred seats or a thousand seats or whatever. It's one person. So if one person is reached, that's justification enough for me. That's solid, man. That is so solid. Cause like I have to somewhat similar analogy but the way that I look at it, if I can have one person listen to me or take my advice, that one person out there, I am willing to bet there are ton people out there that are similar to those one person. 
Exactly. And if I just talk to that one person, I'm reaching 10 people and those 10 people know some other 10 people, those 10 people. Exactly. So, so you could just reach just 10 people and those 10 people are going to be your cheerleader telling everybody else about you. Yes. So exactly. I totally 100% agree with what you're saying. So it definitely, you know, because if we try to create this very general, very broad uh, content thing, product, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't work. Like for example, uh, uh, this is a pretty harsh example, but I'll give it a tip because you know if someone wants to buy a cancer pill, they're not gonna take a damn iron They're gonna take a damn very specific cancer pill that will get yes. rid of, or like chemo mm. treatment. They're not gonna take Tylenol yeah. or Advil or things of that nature. It's very very specific. Mm, so I love exactly. that. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I um, I forget who it was that I read a while ago, and it said, "Whatever you have to share, if it doesn't come from your heart, you are not going to reach people. It has to. If you want to have any chance at reaching people, it has to." Which means, and the and this is the thing that a lot of us as human beings don't get, is that we won't reach everyone. We, 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 it won't reach everyone. We want to, mm -mm. Yeah, we won't. That, that, that is also, once again, good point. <laughs> no, because it's, I genuinely believe that because, and, and I am like really, really big on this personal development, human behavior, human psychology. I have done a lot of study, took a lot of programs and everything else. So, so this is like the technical person side of me coming out the whole human behavior thing you know it's like the when it comes from the heart it shows in your face it shows in your face people read your face and people read yes. your face they can feel it if they feel it they can connect to it so the whole coming from the heart part of it is 100% true man because you cannot fake emotions i mean you could try to fake it but people especially in this day and age they are so smart mm. in less than 2 seconds they could figure out whether you're lying or not Exactly. They may not know, but they have a gut feeling. Like, I oh, yes. Something about yeah. that dude is wrong. Yeah. So, but if you like genuinely have this thing coming from your heart and you're like, you just pouring it out there, people are like, wow, that was amazing. Like, mm. that's why some of the musicians and performers out there, they go out there, pour it out, and they get standing ovation as compared to some people who try to fake it. We're like, ah, whatever. Next. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's very true. Um, yeah. A while back, people were asking me, "How come certain singers who aren't arguably aren't very good singers seem to do exceptionally well?" And I say, "What's the message? Yep. What's the message in this thing that they are performing? When you watch them perform, how? What? What? How do you feel?" And that's why. That's why they're, you know, and has to always always i i cannot say it enough always has to come from the heart definitely man i 100 percent agree so let's go back to our podcasting thing <laughs> <laughs> enough, enough about the business thing let's go back to podcasting we love podcasting yeah. man it's awesome <laughs> i'm just kidding though but well, obviously we could take the conversation and where we go right because that's the beautiful part about the way i interview people it's just the conversation between two friends hanging out on friday night drinking beer water whatever and then just see where the conversation goes and then that's that and so far, the conversation is going pretty good, man. I love it because we talk about so many different things, not just your podcasting, your business, your magician, then we talked about the human behavior. So you never mm. know where the conversation go because especially people who want to listen to it, they're like, holy crap, I'll learn something. I didn't know. <laughs> indeed, indeed. No? And then, and then have, speaking of learning, do you actually listen to other people's podcasts? If so, which ones are your favorite topic or people? I didn't used to until I started a podcast myself. Um, as I said, podcast was never really my thing. But then when I started it, and then of course, when you start, you want to hear what else is out there. Um, my favorite remains Michelle Obama's podcast, because, you know, um, what, and what I love about it, and I think this is something that, that stood out to me. And it was, it was just the free chats you know her very first episode she was chatting with um with barack obama just chatting with him and he talked about all sorts um 
And I loved the way the conversation just went on. The same, her second episode, she's speaking with someone who's the anchor of, I think it was NBC, I forget. And again, just chatting. And it's the way the conversation flew. Just give me a second. I'm looking at the podcast that I'm following. Okay. Uh, and, I, and I follow them on Spotify. Uh, By the way, that's my favorite app to compare to other, yeah. any other one out there. I love that for Spotify. Spotify, absolutely. Okay, so I've got Along Came a Poem. I do very much enjoy Along Came a Poem by Fiona Alwara. The Rise Up Motivational Podcast, I like that a lot. Um, Let's Talk, I do like that. Um, Teachable Soul, Teachable Soul very much. So there are a few of them. They've got a fair few. Okay. <laughs> you know? and, and when I'm sitting down working, sitting here, and I just put them on, put it onto the PS4, and then listen while I'm working away. And then, yeah. Don't you just love that part about podcasting, especially, you know, it is so uh, multi-platform, meaning that it's so flexible as compared to if you were to read a book or watch a video, you literally have to sit in one position or stand down in one position and watch it. And you have to be, you have to give it your 120% mm, attention. Yeah. As compared to podcasts, you just plug it away <laughs> or you put it in your PS4 yeah. and then you can do whatever yeah. you want, multitask. Like, yeah. What? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. it's crazy. It's crazy. Like when I used, uh, I, I still do. Like nowadays, I look for a podcast that has to be minimum of one year, one one mm. hour, not one year, rather and one I, hour, because mm-hmm. I go for a long walk. I'm talking like eight I to, to eight eight to twelve miles. That's like my typical. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm like, ah, I listen to either audiobook or a podcast. I prefer a podcast because there are different topics they cover as compared to an audiobook. It's just one topic or on order on it. So I, I make sure that I literally look for it as someone who has a podcast minimum of one hour. If it's more, that's great because it takes me like two hours for the whole covering my mile walk and stuff. Mm. So it is so beautiful because I could just plug in my ear and off I go and I could just do my exercise angling and learn a few new things which I don't even know about. Mm, a different topics. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So, you know, that's that's great. And first of all, I wanna say, because you are based out of UK and you have this amazing UK accent. I absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> so so I am literally, literally jealous of you. I, I, for me, it, I do like it. <laughs> and, uh, people like me, 10 other people like me, they also like it too. So you got yourself a little crowd there, buddy. <laughs> well, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about like yourself. Like what, what do you like to do outside of your business world and podcasting? Well, I, I love reading. I love reading. Um, okay. I love uh, um, the stuff I love to read, fantasy, I love reading fantasy. Um, I think primarily because it's a window of our world, but using such fantastical um, uh, medium. And I find it's amazing. One of my favorite um, writers, he passed away a few years back, Terry Pratchett. Um, and he wrote about this fantastical city, which if you really read it, it's like London. Um, and I find it fascinating. But then he put different species, so elves, dwarfs, whatever, put them all in the city. And then he spoke about, there was a social commentary on how they lived with each other, how they dealt with the authorities, how the haves and the have-nots and all of that. And that, I love that mirror on society. And I think a lot of fantasy does that. They just use very different mediums to do it. And I love that because it's a form of escapism and yet not. But it gives you an ideal look at to what things could be. Um, beyond that, I love playing video games. The PS4, as I mentioned earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, you know, I watch TV. Um, uh, I, I, what else? Apart from uh, this, my keyboard, I play, you know, when I'm writing music, I don't write as much of late because of work and whatnot, but sit at the keyboard and mess around, act like I can play the piano, which I can't, but, you know, (laughs) 
we can pretend for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I tried to be a musician for about two weeks. I bought myself a guitar and then I even took the course. I even bought the online course and everything else. And then as I was trying to learn the E major and the F or whatever the hell the key, uh, the guitar things were, and I realized my fingers were a little too muscular because if I were holding on to one chord, two chords would be holding on to one finger. I'm like, oh, crap, I wasted all that money. And I, that was the end of my musician career. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the piano is easier for those because all you have to do is separate out. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going through this phase. I'm like, I want to learn how to play guitar, man. It's going to be so cool. And then went in to a local store here called Ash Call, a magician store. And then I went there, got my guitar. And obviously, I got, had to have the damn case with it because I don't want the guitar to get messed up and everything else. Right? And then, of course, I have to have a guitar uh, pick with it. And then, of course, I have to have a tuning session with it. And before I knew it, all that thing, I'm like, damn, two weeks. And that was it. Anyway, of course, <laughs> after I got the thing, I learned how to use it. You know, I'll mm -hmm. try the YouTube thing. That didn't work very well. So I'm like, I need to get myself a professional damn person who's going to teach me how to do this thing. And I yeah. got that. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. I definitely, I remember my, I had, I had my very, very first guitar lesson. I was 16. Okay. And I was a teacher at my school. And he showed me the guitar and he tried to put my fingers and he was like, move your fingers this way and do I was like, what the? I, I can't do My fingers don't do that. <laughs> and he's trying to put to hold the cord. And the, is that? So, yeah. So, guitar never did it for me. <laughs> yeah. And then after a while, when you're trying to hold on to it, your fingers start to hurt. Not, not like hurt, hurt, but they get painful. And it's like, oh my God, I can't even hold on to the fork because they're a little annoying. Oh, I should say, you know, that's that. Afterwards, you like, you've got the claw, like the martial arts claw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, I could do the karate move, you know, to tiger exactly. claw thing going on there. So. Exactly. <laughs> All right, man. That's good. You, you live and you learn, and you know, sometimes things work out in life, sometimes and things work out in business, other time it doesn't. So, has it been a situation where you try something that, besides the magician thing uh, in your professional career, that you tried it, you thought it was going to work out, but it didn't? Mm, I'm sure that it's not coming to mind right now, but student politics. Student politics was an interesting experience. Um, I, I enjoyed it, but it was one of the most stressful things I've ever done. Um, the, the thing with living in a student town and being a student representative is that once you step out of your house, you, your life is not your own. Um, because it's a student town, it doesn't matter what time of day, if students see you, they talk to you about something. I had more than a few instances where it's three or four in the morning, I'm at a club with you know someone, and the student comes up to me, and the girl I'm with looks at Mrs. TJ, really? Um, say, it's a student, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know? And has a question or wants to talk about something. Um, and it's, yes, it's politics, but student politics in a student town. So I chose to live in a student town, so I cannot say, yeah, no, office hours. I've got to start the conversation, show that I care, then say, okay, office hours are blah, 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 come and talk to my off, you know, you make an appointment with me, we can discuss this further. I'd like to hear more about X, Y, Z, whatever this is, but I need to have heard, have understood, and actually show that this thing is important to me before I say, oh yes, can make an appointment at the office, we can talk about it further. But I cannot start with uh, office hours are da, 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 please email me at the, mm -mm. Not when you're in a student town, literally the instant I stepped out of the house. And for me, I did that. I was, I got elected, you know, two years running, but at the end of the second year, I was like, I'm glad I cannot run again because uh, 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 there's no, no thank you. Trying to represent 28,000 students. Um, just, just no. <laughs> 
that, that's stressful. a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure on one person. Twenty thousand students. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> and I, I, I sat on the board of governors for the university, so like um, the, the director for the university as well as his so In essence, so my responsibilities were. I was in charge of the business that is the student union. The student union ran two bars, three bars, and two shops. That was under my remit. And then we had representation. So we represented students on different, whether it be academic boards or political boards, et cetera, we represented them. So again, my responsibility, which meant I went to the board of governors and I spoke to the heads of the university about whatever the students' issues were. This is where it came very handy that I spoke like this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. I, I can I totally see that. <laughs> it worked in your favor. <laughs> mm, indeed, most definitely did. You know, um, and I spoke with people at the board. And then, of course, afterwards, you come back and you speak with students and all of that. But it, literally what it meant that once I got in the house, I was beyond it. Tired doesn't even cover it. Um, you have meetings first thing in the morning. So board of governors meetings sometimes are like just after 8 a.m. And so that's like the adult's time. Late one in the day when the students are out and about, this is not 5 p.m. None office hours for them. Students are about till 4 a.m. And so of course, I'm out with them. Um, not all the time, but often enough. I remember one memory that sticks out for me is being out with students till four in the morning and then having a meeting at 8 a.m. I still made it to the meeting somehow. I can't tell you how, but I made it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I, I tell you what, I think one of the most challenging things all about business owner, entrepreneur, a human being as general is to learn more often to say no than yes. That mm. pretty much sums it up what you are going through. It's like, you have to say no. If you are with somebody in a party or wherever, you are enjoying yourself. Somebody comes up to you, you don't want to be that yes ma'am or yes sir person. Because you got to learn to say no. And as soon as you learn that, as soon as I learned that, I was like, holy cow. And believe it or not, people start to respect that. Because first yes. time when you do that, people are like, uh, what do you mean? And second time, okay, I respect that. You know? mm. And they, they, oh, yeah. they actually do value it. So that's good. Because just like you, you know, they have their own schedule and their own life as well. If you go turn around and do that to them, they will not appreciate it. I guarantee you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, definitely one thing you would want to learn if people are just starting out in a business or entrepreneur, even in your personal life, you know, learn to say no a lot quicker and do not delay that because that's going to save you a ton of time, stress, and it's going to save a ton of free time to do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Whatever that would be. And don't justify yourself when you say no, don't justify yourself. You have every right to, for me, one of the things that I say, if I say no and say, why not? I'm TJ. I don't need anything beyond that. This is what TJ wants. I'm TJ. TJ needs this. That's it. I don't need to tell you whatever else I'm doing. I can't do this and that's it yeah. yep sometimes you just got to keep it simple man just say no and that's that and those of you who might be listening like i can't do that i'm such a person you knew i gotta say yes to everything what do you can well you could try this say not right now it's the same thing as saying no just not mm. right now politically yeah. correct i guess right now yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah i will agree that's definitely definitely a nice way of but one of the problems if you say that too many times People, the people that you've said, some of them will keep coming back and say, oh, how about now? How about now? How about now? Um, if you, I, I, one of the reasons why I did that, you know, I, is because sometimes people will say, okay, um, why not? And then, oh, because I've got, well, how about when you finish that? Maybe you'll have some time then. And I'm thinking in my head, but I need to rest. I need to recuperate. I need this. I need that. But this one say, yeah, but what about when you've, so the instant you start to justify, they right. start to give reasons as to why you can do this for them. You know, I've justified, oh, no, I've got this going on till blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, we can meet at 9 p.m. instead of 8. Said, oh, crunch. No, that's not what I want to do. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those, those definitely are a pushy people, you know. They were like, hey, I want what I want. I don't care about you. You're going to give me what I want. And, you know, that's where it breaks down. So there's not much you could do other than say, excuse yourself politely as possible and then get out of the way. Mm. <laughs> you know, that, that's... It's... it's, that, it's, it's sorry, you're going to say... No, go ahead, man. I'll let you finish. You're the hero uh, of this podcast, <laughs> so you go right here, Mr. Magician. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's understandable because we live in a culture where we have been taught that go and get what you want. Right. And we understand that I get it, but we need to do the problem is that go and get what you want, that shark mentality forgets about the empathy. We forget it's like removing empathy from the equation and says, get what you want. More, 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 more. Um, yes, but how is what I want helping? If what I want helps people, then absolutely. Which means if I have the mentality of helping people, I'm looking at you while I'm asking for something. While I say, I need this, I'm looking at you. I'm listening to what you say, how you say it. And then slowly I start to realize, okay, no, no, okay. He or she needs something as well. Okay, and maybe I should pull back a little. Right. Instead of, you know, maybe I should ask, how can I help you? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Anything right. to show that. Yeah, that, that gratitude, that respect, that mutual respect, like it will be, will, will be the best way to do it. So speaking of more, 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 what are you planning on doing for your podcast so you could do more? How you, I guess the question would be how are you planning on growing your podcast? Or what can people expect for in the future from your podcast? I'm thinking, I'm thinking of moving into maybe interviewing one of, but it's a case of, still waiting to see how the podcast itself develops. As I said, it's still relatively new. Um, we're still in the people listening to the poem stage, et cetera, et cetera. Possibly looking at, you know, talking to maybe starting with the, the person who helped me edit the book because um, she writes poems herself and talking about poetry, maybe moving because I use my poems to motivate, to encourage, to cajole. Um, it veers very nicely into a few other topics as litter we've just done here. <laughs> you know? um, into life lessons, you know, what life lessons can we teach, you know, and then I can read a poem that talks about this life lesson and then speak to someone who deals with, and it all depends on how the podcast moves forward. Um, I can't say I'm doing it, it'll It'll be this year, maybe next year, possibly. But it's a case of looking at, I haven't planned that as yet. I think I really should start planning that. Since I'm thinking about it, I should start planning that and seeing how I can go with that. Yeah. So, yeah. But I want to see how much of a following I can get first right. and then push forward. Because if there is no demand, there's probably no need for the supply. Oh, clearly, right. So, <laughs> thinking like a true business entrepreneur person, I totally get it. You know, you want to help people so they they feel value, and that way you feel like I'm doing something to help the world out and things of that nature. So, uh, speaking of helping things and helping people out and all that stuff. So, when you are creating your podcast, what are some of the, your analytic things that you look for? Where you're like, okay, I am making a little dent somewhere because I'm on the right track. What helps you identify that? It's generally, what usually helps is a comment here or there. And they're not many comments, but one or two. Like today I had a funny one from a friend of mine. She said, if I had your voice, I would have all the women. <laughs> it cracked me up. It cracked me up. Absolutely hysterical. But little things like that, you know, someone else, um, someone I hadn't heard from in years. I think the last time I saw her was about 10 years ago. She sent me a message on LinkedIn saying, oh, I, I love listening to your podcast. I was like, wow, it's great to hear from you. I'm glad you listened to this. Um, she hasn't responded to my, to my message, but... I know that she's listening. And for me, that is awesome because I know that it's reaching people and 
I have no idea where. I looked at what countries the listenership is. You know, Germany is the biggest. The second is the U.S. Um, then I've got some in Portugal. I've got Spain. I've got Denmark. Countries that I don't think I know people in, but you never know. Anything is possible. Um, and these always, I see these things and I think, okay, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm not, not about to stop, you know. But seeing these things and know that these listeners are out there and the numbers are small. Well, not that small, but, you know, the numbers right. aren't great. The numbers are fairly small. But every time I get a comment from someone, especially if it's someone that's not in my immediate circle, that is awesome because I know it's reaching out there. I know it's getting to people. It'll take time to gain traction, but I very, very much appreciate that it's reaching out to people. Okay, man. I'm so glad you said that compared to what I was thinking you were going to say because most average people think like that. I want to look at my analytics, how many listens I'm getting, how many downloads I'm getting and things of that nature. Like, although that's great, but if you actually have a human being reaching out to you and telling you that, that speaks volume. I think Absolutely. it speaks, speaks volume, definitely. Absolutely. That's, it's, I, I think back to years back when I worked in local government in Birmingham. During my lunch break, I used to walk around with a friend of mine, and she, she would tell me about whatever's going on in her life, and we would discuss. And I'd, I don't do giving advice, but I would talk with her. And she said, TJ, you need to sell that stuff, and it would crack me up. But it's that feeling, that feeling, right? That was one person, you know, does that suddenly mean because I don't have a thousand downloads and suddenly mean that one person doesn't get value? Is she not worth it? You know, is she not worth that hour lunchtime I gave her? It's the exact same thing. The time I put in to create this and record it, is that suddenly, even if it's only one person that read it, that one friend of mine who was really upset and read it and it helped her feel better, does it suddenly mean she is not valuable? Please. Um, each and every one of these people that listens to it, if they get something from it, it's worth it. Because if I didn't do it, they wouldn't get that. Very good point, because I, 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 the reason why I say that is because people who are going to start a podcast or business or anything else, they're going to, first thing, at least that obviously you have known, it's all about mindset and people who may not know what the hell is a mindset, like I just want to start crap and how do I do it, right? It's basically what it is when you start new things, whatever it is, whether it be a podcast, new business, whatever, doesn't really matter. It's the first thing that you're going to ask yourself or start to feel like, am I good enough? Oh, yes. you know, that's where the mindset comes in. And if you have the right mindset, it's like, yes, I'm good enough. Yes, I can help other people. And that's the number two thing. Like, whatever I'm going to do in life, in my life, people already have done. But the way I'm going to do it, no one else is going to do it. Absolutely. That's the key. That is mm, the key. Absolutely. I was, um, was reading a book by um, Terry Verner, he's a musician, and, and it's called, I can't remember what it's actually called, and he said something about musicians wanting to be the best, and he said, it's music. He put this, he used this analogy. He said, mm -hmm. put, a bag, put a bag over your head, hold it tight. Now, 10 seconds in, are you suddenly thinking of, about, um, uh, Art Blakey's drummer playing um, is how important is it now? 20 seconds in, um, how important is how good this singer sings? 30 seconds in, how important is your technique on this chord or that chord? 40 seconds in with this bag over your head, how important? <laughs> and it says, everything is about perspective. And then he said, there are a hundred thousands, millions of musicians out there. Everyone can copy and paste this, these chord progressions, these whatever. They're doing it. Um, there are more than enough musicians out there, but there's only one you. Yep. What is your message? 
What is it that you have to give? Um, if you are not giving it, if you're, excuse me, if you're busy trying to be like, 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 you, there's this little U-shaped hole in the world that is not being filled. If you are not doing that thing that you were made to do, um, and it's, it, it is very, very hard to get out of the, I want to be good enough. Um, it is, so, you know, they, we, we're taught, be the best, be, 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 I want to be, I must be, but I, I, I can be me. I can be the best me possible. Yep. Yeah. Th that's that, the, believe it or not, if you learn how to be yourself, your life, your business, and everything else becomes so much easier, so much simpler, and most importantly, you become all of a sudden a lot more happier. So much. It's like, I'm not really doing anything, just being myself. <laughs> and I know how to be that because I'm really damn good at it. I could be that. I'm, I could be that person 24/7, no problem. You know, like you can be this amazing voice that you have. You don't have to try very hard at it. Sure. sure. <laughs> Literally, and, and that's the thing. I think we always lose that 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 authenticity and authenticity. That's the key, isn't it? Being that's what it authentic. is. You know, and that's why I think if you are just be yourself. Because by being yourself, whatever that self is, you are becoming this authentic version that people either gonna love or they're gonna hate you. And then, you know, at least that's a good thing. People, you know, no one is gonna 100% all the time love you. That is a false statement if you think that's exactly. gonna happen. But exactly. as long as you focus, like that's what the key, another thing what I learned is like, wherever you focus goes, like for example, if you're driving a car and you are looking straight at it, and not you looking left or right, because you're looking straight at it, that's where your car is gonna go. If as soon as you turn and you look to the left, your car is gonna start to wear off. That's for yeah. your focus. Yeah, so absolutely. Definitely keep your things in perspective, what you want in your life, whether you wanna be a podcaster or a musician or a lifestyle entrepreneur, whatever it is, just make sure you go follow it, focus on it, set goals, demolish those goals and set another one so mm. having said all that man i just want to say thank you so much for being on my show it's been a blast we talked about so many different damn things exactly. <laughs> i mean including podcasting along with some other things exactly. like, wow and then you yeah. know you never know where the conversation is go at least you know yeah you know it's like that's a good thing because mm. you get to be yourself, number one. And number two, you get to learn new things you never thought as compared to, you know, I have listened to other podcasts that are out there. They're like, they're going to ask you five questions again and again and again and again. And then as a, as a, as a person who was interviewing you, I have done that in the past. And then it's like, I got bored of it. I'm like, this format sucks, man. It really does suck. And then in the middle of it, I would just like go out and then, you know, do something, go grab water while the person's answering it. And I never yeah. aired those, by the way, just so you guys yeah. know, I never aired those because those are like people that I interview as a practice person, you know, whatever. Mm. And then I was like, I got bored of it. I'm like, I have to think of another format that actually keeps me engaged. And also mm. the person who I'm talking to, they feel like they're like getting something out of it too, because, you know, I feel like if you're going to be a podcaster, also over highly, highly recommend, I cannot stress this enough, always do a video interview because if you don't do a video interview, look, you're looking at the picture, you are not going to get the same emotion, even though you can hear in the person's voice, but actually visually seeing it, that literally transaction like completely takes a, your conversation to another level you never thought were possible. So always, 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 if I can recommend one thing to all the podcasters out there, do a video interview. And then when you are being interviewed or getting asked to be interviewed, mm. use your body language to express because that body language express, and you have done a great job, by the way, when we're back and everything else. So, <laughs> so yeah, see that natural, authentic laugh doesn't come. It does not come. You cannot fake that because it's so True. authentic. So use your body language and because your emotion creates emotions. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I, I definitely appreciate you inviting me on to, to interview me. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> definitely has been, man. So as always, I, I like to end the interview with by giving you the floor to share anything you want to share with the audience, any advice, anything you would like to say, whether it be your book, your, where people can find you, or you know your Twitter, Instagram, whatever you want to share the floor right now is all yours. Okay, so I did not know this was coming. <laughs> so, okay, so um, Instagram. I'm on Instagram. It's um, Optimistic Verse. Um, I actually have my website is optimisticverse.com. Um, and on my website, I have a shop where you can pick up a number of things that I have for sale using, I use my poetry. Um, and the designer, Melissa Sue Illustrations, she designed some awesome things for my shop, which are all on sale. Um, as you already know, I have a book out, um, When the Heart Speaks. And I will definitely put that in the show notes for you guys to go <laughs> grab that book from the Amazon. Awesome. And it's got a number of different poems. And a number of these poems are on my, on my podcast. The podcast is called TJ in Your Mind. Um, but yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. But one thing, as I said early on to each and everyone, always, always, no matter what you, what you do, seek always to be the very best version of you. People will have a habit of sometimes trying to tell us what or who we should be. But here's the thing. No one knows who I should be. Only I know who I should be. Um, no one else does. They will tell you, ooh, this works or that works, that should work. Here's the thing. If your heart says, this is what I need to do, follow it through. It won't always work straight away, but follow it through because you never know. You never know how long or how far. Um, uh, Les Brown was talking a while ago about this guy who planted a seed. And he said, does this, he said, in the first five years of this seed being planted, nothing happens. In the final six or so weeks, roots ever that this branches come out and it's insane and he asked a question and this will stick with me forever he said does this tree take six weeks to grow or does it take five years now the answer is five years because first it grows underground underneath that you cannot see cannot hear everyone around is wondering what, what, what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing watering this sea there's not nothing's happening with it what are you doing but if you stop, it'll never grow. So always seek to be your most authentic self at all times. And I promise you, you will be happy. Man, that it's is guaranteed. a really good life lesson. I never even thought about it from that point of view. I am like literally blown away. I am not even kidding. I'm literally blown away with that analogy because I never thought about it before because now that I think about it, like if you plant a seed, obviously, right, you have to water it every single day. Yeah. And then it grows from the bottom. Like you said, if you apply the same analogy in your life, if you learn something every single day in a year or two years, a month or whatever, that, let's just say hypothetically in one month, at the end of the one month, if you continue to do the work, you're going to see results, but you have to yes. do the work first. Same thing with the planting. You have to water it. You have to feed it. You have to do the work. You got to continue to do that. And you will see a result. But oh, yes. I think like, that's beautiful, man. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. All right, man. I wish you much, much, much success in your book, in life, and whatever you do. I wish you best of luck, bro. Thank you ever so much. And the same to you, Mark. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>